Welcome to the Amy Williams Show. I'm your host, Amy Williams, and I am so excited that you're here listening to the show today. My hope and my prayer is that you find the strength and the comfort in knowing whatever you may be facing in your life right now, that you are not alone. Here on the Amy Williams Show, I'm all about being transparent in my personal struggles, my successes, and I pray that each episode brings you the motivation to keep moving forward. Let's get to it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Amy Williams Show. I'm your host, Amy Williams, and I am super excited to introduce to you our special guest today. Her name is Christina Madison, and she's a yoga teacher and a self-care coach. Welcome, Christina. Hi, Amy. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Uh, I am, I'm just super excited. I'm, I'm honored that you're here. Uh, let's dive right in. Tell us a little bit about your, yourself, where you're at right now, and then we can maybe dive into um, your business and what you got going on. Sounds great. So I'm actually a, uh, a corporate girl turned yoga teacher. Um, I left my full-time corporate job last fall um, after experiencing a lot of unhappiness and a lot of chronic stress and anxiety. And um, I found yoga uh, probably six years ago, um, actually when I was on a deployment. Um, I used to serve in the military and I was on a deployment and I was extremely stressed and very tired and overworked. And, and um, I found this little volunteer taught yoga class that I was like, why not? Let's try it. And it was love at first vinyasa. I just was obsessed with it. And I started going as much as I could throughout the rest of the deployment. And then I came home from the deployment and signed up my yoga teacher training immediately for the sole purpose of learning anything and everything I could about yoga, never intending to teach. And fast forward about six months into the teacher training, and I'm like, wow, I love teaching yoga. It's so fun. Let's do this all the time. So I taught on the side as a, you know, a little hobby and just for fun. And I started over the last year experiencing a really huge shift in my life where I was just unhappy where I was at. And I knew that I was called to something different and something bigger than myself. And over a long period of time, lots of prayer, lots of fighting, lots of arguing with God. I finally was like, okay, I am going to leave my very well-paying, secure government job, and I'm going to pursue a small business of teaching yoga full-time and um, also allowing me to be home more with my daughter. And I tell you what, since then, the last three months have been some of the most fulfilling happy, joyful, peaceful months of my life where I've actually got to pursue my passion and feel like I'm making a difference in people's lives. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. I love that. It's I been really that great. I love that you're honest about like, you know, I had to wrestle with God. <laughs> it was, it was a, 
long, long wrestling match because I was, my identity was very, very much tied to my job and being a working mom and my income. Like I pretty much defined myself through those things rather than my identity in the Lord. And that was not exactly the best thing to do, which made it really hard to let go of. Yeah, I can, I can agree with that. I think it's hard when, whenever you're making any type of switch or change and, and figuring out your new identity as far as income or job title. Um, and I think it's such an obsession in this country where you're like, what do you do? What do you do? And if you, if you like for me, um, for so long, I'm like, well, I'm a stay at home mom. And, and you kind of get this look like, oh, that's all you do. It's like, yeah, I do all the things. <laughs> but okay. So how old is your daughter? She is two and a half going on 14. <laughs> she will I'd buy like you to say it gets better, sentences. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It just, every day is a new adventure and something new that I'm like, where did you learn that? Oh, from me. <laughs> Oh, it is my mini me. Yeah, my Oh, my it's oldest, my small version of myself. Yes, my my oldest who's 7, she argues. I'm like, "Man, uh that's me in a nutshell." And it's kind of scary. Like there's parts of it that I absolutely love. I'm like, "Oh, girl, this is awesome." But when it's against me, I'm like, "No. I no. No argue me. I'm the boss here." <laughs> But I, I say she's going to make a great leader, and I say that she she could be a great uh, debater. She would be good at that. Instead of saying, stop arguing with me, it's, you know, got to change the words. So I have a few questions when it comes to yoga and Christianity, if you're prepared for that. Um, I know that yoga has the, like, it's the Hindu, right, Hindu roots. So yoga is not necessarily a religion, but it has some ties with the yogic philosophy to Hindu and Buddhist practices. So as a Christian, it has taken some very intentional research on my part to make sure that my yoga practice and my beliefs in my Christianity are working together. So everyone has their own different ways of practicing. Um, you know, some people believe in a universal consciousness and a higher power. For me, my yoga time is one, you know, to honor my body because, you know, the Lord says treat your body like a temple, you know, so I, I'm stretching and I'm taking care of my body and I'm eating well. Um, but then also like my meditation is more of like my quiet time, my prayer time. So I'll journal, I'll read my Bible or I'll just sit quietly and, you know, In this day and age, we so rarely just sit quietly and listen um, because we're just so busy. And normally we're just talking in our prayers. We're talking at God and we're just telling him, here's all the things that I need. Um, And so when I just sit quietly, I try to use it. I'm not always successful, but I try to use it as my time to just sit and listen. And whether I hear anything or I don't, it's just allowed me to be still and to rest, which is really, really replenishing for me. It sounds lovely. The, the... <laughs> it's maybe like five minutes, but you know, five minutes is better than none. Yeah, no, I think it's, it's crucial to have that, that peace and that stillness, and especially in this busy, busy world. Um, 
I would, I guess, I guess what I'm asking that is just because I feel like, especially when yoga first started kind of coming on the scene, um, it was like, oh, that's, that's Hindu or that's Buddhist or, you know, so I think a lot of Christians in general were like, no, I'm not doing that. Um, so that's why I, I like that you gave that perspective. Like, that's awesome. Absolutely. Now we want to talk about your, so your yoga teacher, but you're also a self-care coach. So what does that look like for you? So this is something that I really kind of stumbled on recently. I, I've kind of like accidentally reverse engineered myself into this position. Um, you know, as I talked with other women, I, I ask a lot about what do you struggle with? What's your biggest challenge in feeling peaceful, in, you know, feeling in the moment in your everyday life? What do you struggle with? And a lot of the answers have involved exhaustion, fatigue, burnout, and being overburdened and over, like overtasked. And I think that's really common for both stay-at-home moms and working moms and just working women in general. We try to fill every little bit of white space and we say yes to everything because as women, our desire is to help others. You know, we want to serve our spouse and our partner. We want to serve our friends and our family and our children and our bosses and our coworkers and, and everyone else that asks for our time and energy we tend to say yes to. And when we're saying yes to everyone else, guess who we're saying no to? Ourselves. And when we say no to ourselves and we deny ourselves the opportunity to rest and replenish and care for ourselves, we tend to experience some pretty negative emotions over time, several of them being um, some resentment, some bitterness, some irritability, some anger, maybe some sadness, depression, anxiety, all these emotions tend to come up after we've kind of turned ourselves down over and over again. You know, imagine if your spouse, what, how would it be if you never invested time, attention, or effort into your relationship with your spouse? You know, how great would your marriage really be? Probably not that great because there's no, there's no time and invested energy in that relationship. So why is it okay to just basically ignore and deny our relationship with ourselves over and over again in the interest of serving everyone else around us? So this is kind of the approach that I'm taking with this self-care um, coaching that I want to help other women with is let's find a way to put yourself at the top of the priority list rather than at the bottom over and over and over again. Because we, when we put ourselves on our to-do list, we're always going to slip to the bottom because other things are always going to come up. So this self-care coaching program that I'm working on is going to put self-care at the beginning of the to-do list because when you're caring for yourself you're increasing your energy you're increasing your focus you're increasing your productivity and you're increasing your ability to handle all those other things on your to-do list and you're probably going to do those things from a much better state of mind and a much better perspective because your energy is replenished and you're coming from a place of 
fullness and joy and presence rather than depletion and anxiety and stress. Keep going. Uh, you are right. <laughs> oh my word. I'm just sitting here like nodding my head. Mm -hmm. Yep. 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 You're so <laughs> right. So it's, it's so you're speaking so much truth. Um, that I did an episode four actually was pouring from an empty cup and you're speaking exactly like the same thing. It's you, if you don't take care of you, then you can't like, you can't pour from an empty cup. If you're always saying yes to everybody else, then you're, you're depleted. Just like you said. So I love that. Absolutely. So, what so I find that the problem, no, go ahead, go ahead. So I find that the, the problem that a lot of women experience is that they understand the importance of self-care, but they don't know how to start. They don't know how to shift their priorities around and actually take actionable steps to create this powerful shift in their life. Cause we can talk about, you know, we need to prioritize ourselves. We need to take care of ourselves, but we leave it at that. It's just like, okay, go do this, but I'm not going to give you any actionable items and actionable steps to make that change. So that's what I'm doing in my Facebook group is actually teaching women how to take actionable steps to create a sustainable long-term healthcare routine. I love that. I'm going to be joining your group, by the way. Um, <laughs> <I'm so excited. laughs> it, it needs, it, it does, it needs to be a priority and you can, you can say it all day long, but what are you actually doing? Um, so if you're saying, you know, most women are finding themselves exhausted, overburdened, overtasked, burned out, what would be your number one piece of advice that you could give out to my listeners that, um, you know, would be your number one, what would it be? I would say take some time to discover what your personalized self-care activity is. So it's going to be different for everyone. Everyone is energized and replenished through different things. I think that people can't just assume that taking a bubble bath is going to replenish their energy. Self-care is so personal and it's so it needs to be tailored towards who you are and what makes you tick. So, you know, I used to think self-care was just, oh, I need to do a face mask. Oh, I need to take a bubble bath. Oh, I need to paint my nails. That kind of stuff doesn't do much for me and it doesn't actually replenish my energy or make me feel rejuvenated. What does make me feel rejuvenated is practicing yoga, serving others, and being alone. And, you know, as a mom, that's really hard to get that alone time. But, you know, once you figure out what those things are that replenish your energy and that restore you to a place of a full cup, you know what you need to do on a regular basis in order to get back to that full state rather than the empty state. And that's not going to be the same as your mom. That's not going to be the same as your best friend. That's not going to be the same as your sister. Everyone's self-care activities are very different. I love that, that that's how you're explaining it. Because I think, you know, I saw somebody post somewhere on Facebook because I had already put out that episode four. And in, in that, I was like, you know, if that just means you need to go take a shower, go take a shower. 
And somebody posted like, stop telling women that self-care is taking a shower. I was like, I didn't mean it like that. You know, like, because for some women, you know, I think for me, at least I'll just speak on me and not on everybody else because, you know, I can't do that. But for me in the, in the newborn stage of mom, um, that was like the best thing I could do for myself was go take a shower. And it, it, even though it was only five or 10 minutes, like feeling clean and put together and more human, like that was self-care. Now that isn't technically my, I mean, yes, I still need my hygiene, but that's not like a self-care item for me. It's not a fill me back up. That's a, I'm just going to go hop in the shower real quick. But I think it also depends on the season you're in and, and where you're at. And I love that you're saying it's all different things and it's all different things for all different people. I, I'm not a bubble bath fan. I'm not. So I'm glad that that's not like on your list. Like this is a self-care item because I'd be like, no, I'm not. Doing- <laughs> I, I know some people. Yeah. But for one, I have like a standard bathtub. So that's not going to be comfortable at all. <laughs> Maybe if it yeah, was a jacuzzi, that'd be different. <laughs> <laughs> with the jets. Absolutely. Yes, yes. And I think that's, you ba- you bring up a really great point is that we always need to be reevaluating our self-care activities. So like you said, it depends on the season. So my self-care activities right now may look very different a year from now because I may be in a totally different place in my life with different needs and different, you know, things that I need to do to replenish my energy. So not only do we need to do some self-discovery, but we need to continually reevaluate to make sure that we're still doing things that actually work for us rather than, because before, you know, work depleted me. Now work energizes me. So that changed in, for me in the last six months. And um, so we just need to be conscious of the fact that those things may change from time to time, depending on the season of life that we are in. And I, yeah, I think there's, there's a lot of truth to that for sure. Knowing that like in this season, you know, helping others really filled me up. But in, in this season, I want to help others, but I'm not in a place that that's filling me up. It's actually draining me and emptying me out. That's really good that you said that. Um, all right. So how do we find you um, and tell us more about what you're doing in your Facebook group? So um, my Facebook group is, um, it's called Slowing Down and Finding Peace, a yoga community for professional women. I know that's a mouthful, but if you just search for Slowing Down and Finding Peace, it should come up. Um, And I'll also share the link with you so that you can post it, you know, wherever in the show notes. Um, In this group, uh, my goal is to really create a community where women can come together and share their struggles and share what they're going through and provide ways for them to deal with their stress and um, potentially, you know, anxiety or, or whatever they're dealing with. Um, yoga can be so customized to what people are going through. And so I share yoga classes and They're not, you know, hour, hour and a half long yoga classes. They're like 20 to 30 minute yoga classes. So they're very easily fit into your busy schedule. Um, I share meditations. I share journaling exercises. um, And then sometimes we'll go through these, these themes, these months where there's a theme like January, I talked all about saying no and how to say no to things that, uh, 
don't serve you. And so uh, January was all about, every week was about different ways to empower yourself and say no to things in your own life that you need to eliminate or delegate to someone else. Um, and March is all about our self-care reset. So on Monday, uh, March 16th, we're starting a self-care seven-day reset challenge where every day we're going to have a 20 to 30 minute activity that is really meant to only serve you. Um, this activity is going to be, it's going to be a yoga class or a meditation or a journaling prompt, or it's going to be an activity that you basically need to go out and do sometime during your day. And I promise it's good for you. You know, it's a relaxing activity or a nourishing activity. It's not like, you know, go on a scavenger hunt and find these 12 things. Um, so these seven days are meant to show you what it, well, yeah, it could be, maybe, um, <laughs> Not the point, though. but these seven days are meant to show you what it feels like. <laughs> um, so through these seven days, we'll discover what it feels like to actually make yourself a priority once a day. Um, and, and at the end of those seven days, we're going to kind of take inventory and see how did it feel for you to actually put yourself at the top of your priority list rather than at the bottom and really appreciate how that feels and maybe open people's eyes to, oh, yeah, I do feel better when I practice self-care regularly. I do feel better when I take time for myself a little bit each day. And, you know, hopefully through this, I can help women discover how to create a long-term self-care habit rather than, you know, just one thing every once in a while. I want it to be short and consistent rather than long and sporadic. You know, a one-hour massage once every six months is not going to keep you going through all six months. But, you know, taking time for yourself every morning for 10 to 15 minutes could sustain you throughout six months. And then you go get a massage, you know, of course, you know, when you need one, but it's not about these long sporadic things. It's about the consistency of doing a little bit each day for yourself. That's awesome. That's just building that foundation of that. This is a long-term, it's not like one and done. It's when you said earlier, um, when you were comparing like time invested in your relationships or in your marriage, it's the same. It goes back to this, you know, like you have to invest the time in yourself and make yourself a priority. Um, you know, it's, it's not like you're not going to love, love on your husband one night. And, and then that's good for the rest of the year. <laughs> no, it's the same concept. I'm pretty sure he would not feel super great about that. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Listen, you know, uh, same concept. You're not going to just love yourself with one massage every six months. So uh, I love that you said that. All right. So we're going to find you on Facebook. Is there anything that you wanted to add? that we didn't get to cover that you were really hoping to talk about? 
So um, I will say that in this group, you know, we, the group is totally free. It's, it's really just a place of, um, you know, where I have the opportunity to share my experiences with people. Um, but I will mention that I'm also developing an online eight week program. Um, it's going to be a coaching program that's going to take you even further and deeper into this self-care concept. So if you're feeling like you don't even know where to start, the self-care reset challenge is a great place to start. If you're feeling like you want to make long-term transformative change in your life, I'm offering this coaching program that yes, is going to involve yoga and yes, is going to involve meditation and journaling, but it's also going to involve accountability and community and one-on-one -on -one coaching with me and group coaching calls where all the women in the program get to come together and you know share and develop this community where you know that you're not in it alone so through the course of this eight weeks we're going to take you from this burnt out you know exhausted place and shift you into a place of abundant energy and sustainable self-care and just coming from this place of nourishment and love and presence in the moment and like really this is kind of the transformation that I am working on going through myself I'm taking other people through the transformation that I've been through where you know, I was in this place of depletion where I was resentful and hurt and angry and just really unhappy. And by taking these steps, like letting go of guilt for practicing self-care and saying no to things that didn't serve me, I have been able to slowly work my way toward a place where I feel happy and abundant in my own life. And I know what my body needs and what my spirit needs and what my mind needs. And I take time, I'd like to say every day, but you know, let's say most days to honor that and to replenish my energy in those areas. Well, you, you're building a course, which is super exciting, uh, eight-week course. Uh, what would be one of the favorite things that you can kind of like give us a little sneak peek in on your course? Yeah, absolutely. So one of my favorite modules that I've been working on is titled, You're Not a Failure. You Just Have Unrealistic Expectations. So this was written just for me. Like I wrote this one for me and I think, but it's so relatable to other women because we think that we have to be perfect in every areas of our lives. Like I've, I've asked women, like, what do you, what's your biggest struggle when it comes to being a working mom? And so many of them say, I feel like I'm never doing good enough in all the areas of my life. And I'm like, that is so freaking sad that we've put these unreachable expectations on ourselves that we have to be a perfect employee, a perfect mother, a perfect wife, a perfect friend, a perfect daughter, a perfect sister. And we have to do all the things and go to PTA meetings and do the things. And like, we, you can't like, girl, you can't be perfect at everything. We are not Captain America. We can't do all the things we can't fly. Like it's just not realistic. And when we set these unrealistic expectations for ourselves, the inevitable outcome is disappointment, is Amen. You know, feeling like a failure. And mm -hmm. like we're setting ourselves up 
for failure. When we say these things to ourselves, when we expect these things from ourselves, we are setting ourselves up for failure. And that just gets us into this terrible cycle. It's this endless circle of guilt and, you know, the mom guilt and feeling like we're not good enough at work and feeling like we're not spending enough time with our children. And, and we're in this terrible cycle of beating ourselves up. And that's not fair. It's not productive and it's not serving us. And while we realize that we're in that circle, we don't know how to get out of it. Like we're just stuck. So this module is going to help us actually take a look at our expectations and see how they are truly unrealistic and adjusting those expectations and into a more realistic goal. And, but also like releasing the guilt, like just accepting the fact that you are doing your best and that's enough. Like reassuring ourselves that we are enough because we love our children and we're giving an effort to our jobs and we're, you know, pursuing our relationship with the Lord. And, you know, if we take care of our core values, which we're going to talk about at the beginning of the course, then that is enough. You know, as long as we are aligning ourselves with our purpose as a mother and, you know, as a Christian, that is enough. And we have to release ourselves from the rest of it. And so that module, I think, is going to be, I'm getting like chill bumps just talking about it. I think that module, it has the potential to be truly transformational for women that are just living in that cycle of guilt and beating themselves up. Oh, and that, I love the passion that you have. Everything you were saying, I'm over here like, yup, 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 yup. <laughs> the, the passion and the, that you have behind that is so strong because it is so true. It, it's incredible. And I'm, I'm over here like, yep, yep, yep. So I, I, I'm excited for you. I'm excited that you have this passion that you're, you want to help other women and just knowing and seeing that, um, here's the areas that people and women specifically are struggling with. And this is, this is where we can, we can change and having those expectations, but add, add to that, if, if I may, is, the comparison. Of course. That's where all, a lot of our, at least again, for me, that comparison is hard because I go, oh, well, I didn't take my kids on spring break or I didn't do this or I didn't do it. And you're going, oh, but they're a better mom because they did this. And it's hard. And it's not just for working moms. It's, and it's not just for moms. It's everybody, you know? Yes. Comparison is the stealer of your joy. But in the age of social media, comparison is almost impossible to avoid. Um, And that's actually one of the things that we're going to talk about in this course is comparing yourself to others on the mat, you know, in yoga class, we tend to be like, well, why can't my body do that thing that she can do, but also comparing ourselves to others in life and really looking at how that doesn't serve us. And you know, the practice of mindfulness and meditation and self-study can really allow us to release that comparison and connect with ourselves and be in our present moment so that we're not so much focused on what other people are doing, but we're content with what we're currently experiencing and living. Mm. 
I'm I'm pumped up for you. I'm I'm. I, you said you had the, the bumps. I've got goosebumps. When you were talking, I was like, ah, so good. I am I am excited. I can't wait. When are you rolling the course out? So the course is going to be released um, probably early to mid May, um, and we're going to be starting enrollment at the beginning of April. Awesome. Okay, so we're going to get the link and get everybody hooked up to how to find you, Miss Christina, and uh, finding your Facebook group. Are you also on Instagram? I am. So you can find me on Instagram at Rolling Oaks Yoga. It's one word. Um, and that's kind of like my dream name for my future yoga studio. And so I've just claimed it and I'm speaking it into life every day. Um, so it. yeah, you can find me um, on Instagram at Rolling Oaks Yoga. I love that. Yes, claim it, speak life over it. Oh, perfect. Well, I so super appreciate your time, Christina, and I love what you're doing and I'm, I'm thankful for your time and um, what you had to say today. Thank you for the opportunity to speak to your listeners today. Um, and I, I wish you all the best in your podcast. And I think what you're doing for women is absolutely amazing, being encouraging and lifting them up. And we need more of that in this world, lifting each other up and building each other's spirits and not comparing, but encouraging. <laughs> the kicker there. Let's not compare. And I love what you're doing. Yes. So, yes, so, I right. love it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Namaste. Thank you so much for listening to the Amy Williams show. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. If that is a yes, please let me know. Find the Amy Williams show on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or all three of them. It's a great place to reach out and be a part of an uplifting community. It's full of support, motivation, and encouragement for whatever you might be going through. You'll meet new friends, get great content throughout the week, and not just on Wednesdays. The biggest compliment that you can give to The Amy Williams Show is by subscribing, either on iTunes if you're an iPhone user, or using the Stitcher app uh, if you're an Android user, like me. And uh, the other thing you can do is leave a review with your biggest takeaway. Reviews help get guests on the show and sponsors as well. So uh, that's very much appreciated. And also you can share the episodes uh, on your social media because that helps as well. All right. Thanks again. Go out and have a blessed day.